And joining us now to talk about some new explosive reporting that he has is great investigative journalist and also founder of Just the News, John Solomon. Uh, John, great to have you here. Uh, Tell us this sort of blockbuster news that the House GOP, what has emails and messages that basically confirm Nancy Pelosi's office knew there'd be security issues. Well, not only did they knew, they were involved in the planning. They were working with the House Sergeant in Arms and the Capitol Police to prepare and come up with the security plan that failed that day. Keep in mind, we had a $600 million police force overrun by a bunch of uh, uh, rowdy rioters and, and violent rioters. And the question is, how could that happen? And Nancy Pelosi has maintained since February of 2021, she wasn't involved and she had no power over the police department. That was her own words at a national press conference. It is not true. Her chief of staff, other aides were meeting regularly going back to early December 2020. They were in the know of the plan. They were even editing some of the plans and the communications for those plans in the days leading up to January 6th. Uh, all of that's going on. Their meetings or their intersection with the security planners are occurring while the Capitol Police are getting all this intelligence that bad things are going to happen, that there's going to be violence, that they're talking about storming the Capitol, that they want to uh, target the tunnels and go after lawmakers, interrupt the certification of the vote. So the intelligence warnings are there. Pelosi's people are meeting with the right people fashioning the plan, and then the plan fails because not enough resources were provided. And there's this extraordinary document in this new report that five Republicans put out this morning, Jim Jordan, Jim Banks, Rodney Davis, Kelly Armstrong, and Troy Nels. It's a couple days after January 6th, and it's right after Pelosi has forced the firing of the police chief uh, or the resignation of the police chief, uh, Steve Sund, and the House Sergeant-at-Arms, the top security official, a guy named Paul Irving. And one of Paul Irving's staffers who's been involved in all this planning and knows that Pelosi's team was involved, writes that we kept asking time and again for resources and we were turned down. This isn't uh, that Sund and, and Irving are really scapegoats for the congressional leaders, the appropriators, the Pelosi's who didn't give the Capitol the resources it needed to protect itself. And one final note I'll make about what these text messages and what Capitol Police whistleblowers, who the lawmakers interviewed, revealed in their interviews. They said that the reason given why the National Guard wasn't accepted, why more officers weren't armed in riot gear and ready to do, is that the political leadership of the House, those people reporting to Pelosi, were worried about the optics of what it looked like to have armed people protecting the Capitol. So they didn't make a security decision in the face of threats. They made a political decision, and that has turned out to be so fateful. It sure has. And, in fact, remember, they were so worried about the look of, like, uh, the armed guards and the barbed wire or things like that around the Capitol. So it was really all about optics. Um, do, is there any evidence to show that they were trying to undermine Trump? Or was it specifically from what has come out so far, basically about the optics of it, that they didn't want this armed guard, this armed force outside? Well, there is pretty significant evidence that the Democrats were perhaps trying to undercut the Republicans on this, not necessarily Donald Trump, but many of the security meetings that occurred excluded the Republican lawmakers, excluded the very Republicans who had a joint responsibility to keep out for the uh, lookout for the security of the Capitol, particularly in this very tense moment after the November 2020 elections. In fact, at one point, there are these exchanges of notes where the security people 
acknowledging that they had cut out the Republicans and the Republicans were unaware of all these meetings and discussions and editing going on, said, hey, told the Democrats, please act surprised when we tell the Republicans about the security plan. Don't let them know you know. So Republicans were kept in the dark about something, uh, about a security plan that turned out to be seriously flawed. And you think now about the way Nancy Pelosi portrayed herself in the aftermath of this and what we now know we did not get an honest answer from Nancy Pelosi. Her staff was directly involved. She did have a say over this. Yeah, no question. Also, John Solomon, um, what about the whole thing? Repeat again to what you have learned about National Guard and Donald Trump, because apparently there were multiple phone calls, right? The very first offer came unsolicited from the pen, uh, Trump Pentagon on January 2nd, 2021. So four days before uh, the riots occurred, well enough time to be able to prepare and uh, and have resources on uh, on site that would help repel these attacks. Originally, the police chief and his officials said, we don't need it, we're okay. Then on January 4th, they began to have their own doubts about this, and uh, they started to uh, tell their leadership, I think we need to take the National Guard. We need to take up the Trump administration on this. And the word came back from the sergeant, and Paul Irving, the person who was dealing with Pelosi in her office, They don't like the optics of it. You're not getting the resources. That's what happened. The Trump uh, Pentagon actually overtly went out ahead of them and offered, hey, you might need these resources. Take them. They were turned down. And that became a very fateful decision. Today, tonight, I interviewed uh, Congressman Troy Nels. He's one of the five authors. He actually interviewed one of the top National Guard officials. And the National Guard officials said, listen, if the Congress had taken us up on our offer, we would have been able to put down that uh, violence. The Capitol would not have been breached. We would have not had the tragedy that we had on January 6th. In other words, this was a preventable attack. An extraordinary acknowledgement. Now, tonight, interesting dynamics. Jim Jordan, Troy Nels, two of the congressmen on this report, are both calling for Nancy Pelosi to be summoned next year and to testify before a Republican House what she knew, why she gave a different story than what we, the messages show. This is kind of funny. It's turnabout, right? Remember all the Republicans who were being asked to testify before the January 6th committee? Now Republicans are about to turn the table on Nancy Pelosi. And now also with the discussion about National Guard, were there more than one discussion with Trump uh, or at least a Trump administration official asking? There were also conversations, I believe you uh, had reported to where Trump was present. Yeah. So the, the dynamic here is that January 2nd, the Pentagon makes an unsolicited uh, offer to the Capitol Police. Hey, take us up if you need it. If you want it, just make a request. You got it. The police come back, originally say no. Then they come back and say, I think we might want to do it. During that time frame, President Trump is having a meeting with his top security and military advisors. And he tells the advisors, give the Capitol whatever they need. If they need ten or 20000 whatever it is they need. Let's make sure this is a peaceful day. There's no violence. And what's the that data of that? What's the what's the, the data of that? Of what's the date of that, John? When was when did that take place? It's put uh, the uh, the in the Sunday, January fourth. Okay, is the time frame that uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Milley, remembers the meeting with the president. It was on an unrelated subject, but at the end, the president went out of his way. So two days before, two days after the offer has been made, he's reassuring one more time, and we know from Cash Patel the former chief of staff to the defense secretary, he uh, made sure and told people, have 10,000 National Guard at the ready in case we need to deploy. The Capitol didn't take them up. Then the violence started, and then there was a panic rush to try to get those uh, National Guard soldiers there. They moved as quickly as they could, but by that time, much of the damage had been done.
Wow. Now, how explosive do you think this looks for Nancy Pelosi? I mean, to me, this blows the lid. It was interesting because during on Monday when the hearing took place, I couldn't believe it. It was Congresswoman Murphy actually said, um, well, there were all these warning signs of the security. There were all these warning signs. And it begs the question, so why didn't you have security there? You know, they admitted that they actually did have issues with warning signs and that there was threats of potential violence. And yet she said she didn't follow up and say, but uh, Nancy Pelosi didn't want it there. She sort of blamed, you know, left it hanging. uh, But it begged the question of what we're just talking about, John Solomon. That is a difficult position that Democrats have found themselves in this whole January 6th investigation, because those who really know what I know that the speaker was involved, that the offers were made, that a bad security plan was in place, that the storyline that had been given to the public isn't really a complete storyline. And the danger here is, all right, everyone gets the politics. No one wants to get blamed. Democrats want Trump to own this. Republicans want Pelosi to own this. At the end of the day, the failure to understand what really happened keeps the Capitol from still being safe today. We still haven't learned any of the, uh, all of the lessons of this so that we can adjust it. One of the important things you learn in this report is that there's a political civilian board that the police department has to run to for every big security decision. So if it's in real time, there's a crisis, the police chief can't order it. He's got to go to the board. That's a very inefficient way for police to manage a crisis. And so the report makes a lot of good recommendations of ways this can be streamlined, but that's the conversation Democrats would not have all through the summer and fall when they had all of those televised hearings, often putting out witnesses' testimony that turned out not to be true. We're not focused on the future security of the Capitol. The partisanship has neglected these very important issues of intelligence failures, security failures. One of the things you hear in the report from the Capitol Police whistleblowers, they still don't believe they have the equipment to repel another attack. They still don't feel like they have the training or the equipment. Those are frontline officers telling that to lawmakers in this report. Wow, that is stunning. And that should be a huge focus of the real January 6th committee hearings, uh, which I think we would all love to see and love to see those text messages going back and forth. And you say that there are leadership directly, key folks in Nancy Pelosi's office, exactly whom in her office was getting these messages back and forth with Capitol Hill Police again, John. One was her chief of staff. Another was a security officer directly assigned to her office to be the liaison between the security teams and her. So uh, these were not low-level people. These were people directly in the know, involved in in, in doing this. In fact, uh, you know, one of the things that they use in this report to show that, of course, Nancy Pelosi knew she was in charge of security. The moment as the Capitol is being stormed and the violence and lawmakers are in enormous danger, Nancy Pelosi is the one that gives the go-ahead for the police to finally go ahead and ask for the National Guard. If she didn't think she had the authority, as she claimed in February a month later, why did she give the order then? Because all along, you see in this report, she was, she and her staff were giving orders. The Capitol Sergeant-at-Arms, the House Sergeant-at-Arms, the Capitol Police were constantly showing deference to the Speaker because that's the way the system works in, in, uh, in the Capitol. And so a, a lot of the false reporting, there's mainstream media news organizations like the Associated Press and others who've come out and said, oh, there's no, Nancy Pelosi had nothing to do with this. These emails clearly and unequivocally, as well as the full narrative in the report, show that even the mainstream media has gotten this strong story wrong. Wow. Well, this is a real stunner. Um, I'm not surprised because clearly, with all the warning signs that we even heard from the January 6th committee, clearly it had to go somewhere to Capitol Hill. They wouldn't have gotten all these things and then it had to not go anywhere. You know, it just it defies logic. 
Wow, 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 wow. Thank you very much, John Solomon. Always great to have you here on the show. Merry Christmas, my friend. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you, too, John. Always great to have you here. Thank you, and and have a beautiful holiday with you and your family. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506. 6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 